630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I thought last night, going into the fourth quarter of the Labor Day Classic in Calgary, there was no way the Edmonton Elks would lose that football game. 28-13, they led after scoring a touchdown late in the third quarter. Uh, They had won the third quarter, which they haven't done very much this year. They had a two-score lead, 28-13 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I even post-game, of course it's easy to do post-game, got accused on uh, Twitter or X of being a little overconfident in the Edmonton Elks, but uh, the way things had gone in the game, the way things had gone the last three weeks, the way they played, I was pretty confident they were going to hold that lead. Well, as you know, I was wrong. Elks outscored 22-3 to in the fourth quarter of the football game last night. They lose the Labor Day Classic for the second season in a row for the 14th time in the last 17 seasons. They lose 35-31 to to the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, it was a big lead that got away, and it started to go away thanks to penalties. Defensive pass interference, Edmonton, number eight. The ball will be placed on the one-yard line, first down. I can't believe it. No way. No way. That's a lousy call. There was no grab. They both were jumping. McLaurin has the right to protect his space as well. I I just don't know anymore. First and goal from the one. Stevens in at quarterback now for the Stampeders. He does what he does best, and that's uh, push it into the end zone. And uh, the Stampeders are making this one interesting. So it's either uh, 31-26 or 31-28. We'll find out in a couple of seconds as Nair takes a snap, throws to the back of the end zone. And it's good. Two-point comfort is good, and it's a 31-28 game. First and goal from the four. There's the handoff, second opportunity, and into the end zone. Touchdown. Stan Peters will take the lead on a touchdown run by Diedrich Mills. He's missed once this year. He's 15 of 16. Brown. The Labor Day heartbreaker is over for the Edmonton Elks. They build up a big lead in this football game, and we're cruising until the fourth quarter hits. They get outscored 22-3 in the fourth quarter. The Calgary Stampeders have won the 2023 Labor Day Classic. Oh, it was a heartbreaker. There's no doubt about that. The loss for the Elks uh, drops their record to 2-10. and They're two wins behind Calgary in the West. Uh, they're two wins behind Hamilton in the East. East and one win behind Ottawa in the East for the crossover. They have to finish ahead of all three of those teams with six games to go. That is going to be very difficult. But uh, as uh, Chris Jones uh, said last night, there's uh, no quit in this team. They've been resilient the entire year. I fully expect them to, you know, they'll be off tomorrow and then they'll come back and get ready to uh, to get the rematch underway and and uh, go play some some tough football this weekend. I mean, that's that's. 
fully the plan. And like I say, it's uh, it's a young group, and we've got to just continue working with them to work through all the, uh, the issues that young guys make. Getting set for the rematch game on Saturday at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. We're going to talk about that game with uh, the Elks Director of Marketing uh, and Communications, Evan Dom, a little bit later on in the program tonight. Uh, obviously, that's uh, a big game, and it's a fun game. It's a game that I think everybody looks forward to. It's Edmonton's half of the Labor Day series. Uh, more with Chris Jones now as he talked last night about the game with Dave Campbell, who we'll hear from shortly, and myself on our postgame show. Yeah, it was a tough game. I mean, it's as tough as uh, any loss I've ever been involved in. The kids really, they they played hard. We just ran out of gas there in the fourth quarter. Uh, again, I think the penalties, uh, you know, and a lot of them, you know, very close penalties, you know, the, the hold and a couple of the PIs, they could have gone either way. And uh, unfortunately for us, every call went against us in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's funny. You get the penalties down, but you still it still ends up costing you a bit. You had only six tonight, I believe. So yeah, well, the, the hold was a huge one. I mean, it's a 20-yard gain, and, and you get a hold. I mean, you know, those can be called on just about every play. And so uh, untimely untimely penalty there because if we go down and score a touchdown, it's essentially over. Talk about the fourth quarter and how it got away from you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, we had a good lead there, and we – we couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get them off the field in the second half. They did a real nice job getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than what they did in the first half, and uh, they were better against zone. When we did man up, we, uh, like I say, we we had trouble covering them. Number one and number two, we had trouble tackling, and then number three, we took the untimely uh, PI calls, which were which were, you know, damning to our efforts to try to win the game. There you go. Chris Jones from uh, last night on our post-game show. Here's what the Calgary Stampeders did in the final three minutes of that football game last night. A 70-yard drive, which was capped off by a uh, touchdown uh, plunge by uh, Tommy Stevens. uh, One yard into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, Then an 83-yard touchdown drive. Uh, Dedrick Mills ended up getting into the end zone on that one. That was after uh, Jake Mayer had run one in from five yards out uh, earlier in the quarter uh, to give the Calgary Stampeders the win 35 uh, to 31 outscored the Elks 22 to 3 both sides wear this particularly the defense because as you heard Chris Jones say they couldn't get him off the field the offense sputtered in the fourth quarter after putting up 28 points in the first three quarters they had some difficulty uh, and the defense could not stop Jake Mayer and the Calgary Stampeders offenses uh, we bring in uh, Dave Campbell now uh, to join in on the conversation uh, or color analyst on uh, 630 Chet Elks football. Uh, Dave, I went back and watched the game again this afternoon after I got home from Calgary. Man, uh, the fourth quarter is tough to watch. <laughs> and nothing nothing went yeah, very sure well. Is. Nothing went very no. well for the Elks. No, not at all. And it was such a, a huge swing in momentum. And I think that's the, that's the big problem with this team at times is that you know, they kind of curbed it for the last couple of games. Uh, but, you know, really, the when when things go bad, they make it spectacular, you know, especially on defense. It's not good uh, what we saw in that fourth quarter defensively, offensively. And yet, like, you know, as you said, you know, you got the defense kind of wears this. The, the offense kind of wears this, too. But, you know, m- my concern is uh, just – you know, really, the the defense is a bit of a is better than the offense. I mean, the offense scored thirty points in the game, right? And that should be good enough to win. You got to be able to hold. 
And, uh, you know, obviously in the clip, I didn't like the Mark McLaurin PI, and I still don't like it, even though I kind of understand the spirit of the rule. Uh, I, I just think you got to use some judgment there. And I didn't think they, the, the, the officials used enough judgment. But that being said, you're up by 15 points. You got to find a way to close that game out. And, you know, I'm a little concerned how this team plays uh, on defense uh, more than I am about offense. And obviously, Trey Ford, you know, not his best game passing wise. Um, you know, his, his his legs were were really, really deadly again. And he made some plays that were just unreal. Uh, you know, talk about cutting through a phone booth. But uh, the, um, you know, the Elks have got to find a way to, to curb momentum um, when it starts fading uh, their way. And they just have to find a way to just maybe settle things down a little bit quicker. But you could tell that there was a sense of, Oh, oh, and dread in that in the Elks uh, game, especially on defense. And, um, you know, they just got to play smarter in key moments as well. And uh, th- that's a tough one last night. I mean, honestly, you look at the you look at some games and, you know, they, they blew a big lead against Winnipeg. They blew a big lead yesterday. Um, and you look in earlier in the season, they should have beat the Riders twice. This team could be six and six Morley and mm-hmm. in third place in the West, but they're not. They are not. Uh, to me, looking back, a uh, real crucial point of the game came after uh, the touchdown that Steven scored with about just, I think it was just under three minutes to play uh, that got them close. Uh, after that, the Elks then went two and out offensively. Mm-hmm. And then on the next series for Calgary, they scored the touchdown. But in that series, they had a conversion on third no. and six. And that, to me, those that combination of the two and out and then not being able to stop them on that third and six play, that pretty much set things up and uh, they completed the the comeback with the with the Diedrich Mills uh, touchdown uh, an 83 no. yard drive and a 70 yard drive in the last three minutes that's that should not happen yeah no question and you know I thought Kevin Brown made a mistake on the quarterback option and I didn't realize it till till later on uh, after the game but you remember it was a quarterback option uh, with about it was under three minutes I think it might have been the first play after the warning the three-minute warning. So it was a quarterback option to the to the left side on the far sideline near the Elks bench. And it wasn't a, a greatly executed play, I thought, but Kevin Brown went out of bounds. That was a mistake because the clock stops. If he stays in bounds, the, the officials blow the play in, and then the clock starts rolling on the official signal. Morley, the Stampeders could have run out of time on that on that final yeah. drive, and and they're and they're walking away. The Elks are uh, back up uh, Queenie two to Edmonton, yeah. running away like bandits with a victory. Uh, you're right, pocket, you're right. right? It, but it's not just that Kevin Brown play. They get maybe one, maybe two more first downs in the in the fourth quarter, and they can probably yeah. kill off that clock. And Calgary runs at a time. All right, Dave, I want to talk to you about this. Second and seven. Brooks stays in. He's lined up to the right side of Trey Ford, who will have an extra man on the line for protection. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Ford drops back. He's in some trouble. He'll roll to the right side. Keeps dropping back. He's got a long way to go to get this yardage back. He gets back to his 30, the 45. He's got the yardage back. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. He slides to the 32-yard line. He just ran 100 yards on that play, it seemed, and takes it to the Calgary 32-yard line. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. 
Here is what I see now. Dave, I went back and looked at this, and it's just a shame. As I said earlier with, with Reed when I was talking to him, it's a shame the Elks lost that game because of that play. Because if, if they win that game, that play becomes legendary in Edmonton Elks yeah. history. I mean legendary because of what it was. Okay, I went back and I examined it today, Dave. Uh, they started with the ball on their own 43. So Trey Ford standing on his own 38 when he gets the snap. He backtracks yeah. to the 21, so that's 17 <laughs> yards there. Then he gets gets back to the line of scrimmage. That's 22 more yards for a total of 39. Uh, From there, he goes from the Edmonton 43 to the Calgary 34. And I'll remind you, he was touched once in that stretch. That's 33 more yards for a total of 72. Now, he goes from the hash marks on the left side to the numbers on the left side, then runs across the field to the numbers on the other side. My estimation is that's somewhere between 30 and 35 yards for a total of 102 to 107 yards on that play. The hash marks are 28 yards from the sidelines. I could not find anywhere uh, how far the numbers are from the sidelines or from the hash marks. So I'm just guesstimating, but I think it's about the field is 65 yards wide. I'm thinking it's about 30 to 35 yards he traveled. So that would take him over 100 yards. An absolutely unbelievable play that would have gone down as legendary had the Elks won that game. Math skills for someone who says he doesn't have math skills. That that's very impressive. You uh, don't know how uh, many times I double checked that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing little football fields and counting the numbers. Oh yeah. You double, tripled, quadruple check. That's right, and that that's very smart on your part. Um, this kid is just magic, you know. And uh, I I just I, I I think this on that play alone. The Elk should sell 5,000 more tickets for Saturday because he's just that good. And yet he's he's still learning. He's maturing. It's only his seventh start in the CFL. He's going to get his eighth start on Saturday. Um, he is dynamic. He is the, the, the most, uh, you know, he's the fastest player in the league, clearly, right? And he's so shifty. Uh, and, and that play was scary because, like you say, he did the Jeremiah Masoli where he drifts back into, you know, he backpedals. Are you still there, Dave? I guess you're not. But we know what uh, Dave's trying to get to. But we know uh, we know what he meant. I mean, absolutely uh, a legendary play by Trey Ford. And as I say, somewhere between 102 to 107 yards is what I'm estimating. He traveled right from where he took the ball on the snap and then backtracked and then took off moving forward. Uh, Elks getting set uh, back in the field tomorrow for uh, their preparation, which is not very long, for the Labor Day uh, rematch game. That goes, of course, Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. You can head to Go Elks. For all your ticket information, and we're going to talk about what those tickets can get you when we return on the Elks this week. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 6:30, Chad. All right, we're back on the show. The uh, Elks, of course, uh, came home last night after their game, a 35-31 loss to the uh, Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day Classic. What a, an excellent uh, bit of research uh, Reed Wilkins did. Had it on Inside Sports uh, before we came on the air at 7.30. Uh, the first uh, Labor Day game was in 1949. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders won that game. And until yesterday, they never led the season series uh, from uh, there on in. It is now 
31 30 and 1. The uh, Stampeders broke the tie with a uh, win last night. Uh, the uh, the uh, game was in Edmonton the first time it was played. Uh, the first five, I think, were in Edmonton. Uh, then it moved to Calgary in 1959. Edmonton won, I believe, seven in a row and uh, have had the series lead since 1951 uh, until last night when they lost to the Stampeders 35-31. So the Labor Day series stands at uh, 31-30-1, and and we'll put it away now uh, for the rest of this year, although it's going to be hard to forget because of the crushing loss it was uh, for the Elks last night. But we'll put it away, and we'll focus on the rematch game, which is uh, coming up on uh, Saturday at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. You can head to uh, goelks.com for all your ticket information on that. It's a 5 o'clock start. If you're not going, or even if you are going, we got you covered. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock is game time for the uh, Elks and uh, the uh, Calgary Stampeders in the rematch game. Uh, the uh, the Elks looking, uh, trying to save it. I mean, they're going to have to get awfully hot now. Here's the situation in the standings. Uh, to make the playoffs, I got you got to believe the West is gone now. Saskatchewan with six wins. I don't think there's any way uh, they're catching them because Saskatchewan's going to get some wins down the road. They do play each other one more time. Even if it's tied, Saskatchewan has the tiebreaker because of the two wins over the Elks earlier this year. And, well, Elks should have won both those games too. Uh, so that's the situation there. So they have to finish ahead of Calgary in the West and ahead of Ottawa and Hamilton in the East. Calgary and Hamilton both have four wins. Ottawa has three wins. Hamilton plays Ottawa on Friday night. Talk about your unfair advantage too. I don't know what the CFL is doing as far as the schedule goes, but this is absolutely brutal. The Hamilton Tiger Cats played yesterday. They will play Friday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's what, three days between games? Ottawa is coming off a bye week and uh, by all means probably should crush Hamilton, but we'll see how that game plays out. Ottawa and Hamilton on Friday. The Elks, of course, will play against uh, the the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday. Triple header coming up on Saturday in the Canadian Football League. We'll also have the rematch between Saskatchewan and uh, Winnipeg, and uh, then uh, before that, the first game, we'll have uh, Montreal playing in Toronto. So that's the uh, situation for uh, the schedule uh, coming up this week. Uh, 5 o'clock start on uh, Saturday for the Elks and the Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day rematch game. Now, here's the situation for that. We were hoping to talk with uh, with Evan Dom. I don't know. We're having a little trouble getting a hold of him, so uh, we'll, I'll just go through some of the details uh, for you. As uh, they are saying, it's a big game for Swifties, uh, and uh, head to the Elks website to get all the details on this, but uh, they're going to be giving away some tickets, and apparently you can't say the name of the artist because the artist is just that big. Uh, but if you buy tickets and go to the game on Saturday, there will be a chance for you to win two tickets to see this artist. Uh, not only will you see this artist, but you'll see this artist in Paris, France. How does that sound? Uh, pretty cool indeed. Uh, and uh, you'll get uh, some airfare. You'll get, uh, I believe you get uh, some uh, a GC for some Airbnb. Uh, so in all, it sounds like it's going to be a terrific prize to win. But you can't win 
if you don't go to the game. So get your tickets, and you also have to be in your seats and have your tickets scanned in before the opening kickoff. So not only do you have to be at the game, but you can't be late for the game. So you must be there indeed to uh, take in uh, that on Saturday. Uh, like I say, they can't say who this artist is because this artist is just so big. But I'll tell you what, this concert could be tailor-made for you. So act swiftly to get your tickets for the game on Saturday, the Elks and the Calgary Stampeders. And as we uh, we heard earlier from uh, the head coach of the Edmonton Elks, he's pretty confident his team will be able to bounce back in the rematch game. They've been resilient the entire year. I fully expect them to, you know, they'll be off tomorrow and then they'll come back and get ready to uh, to get the rematch underway and and uh, go play some some tough football this weekend. I mean, that's that's fully the plan. And like I say, it's uh, it's a young group and we've got to just continue working with them to work through all the, uh, the issues that young guys make. You know what? They've had bounce backs all year. I've been so amazed at their resiliency through an 0-9 start. They kept just saying, we can play better, we will play better, we just need a spark. While it appears Trey Ford has been that spark, they're 2-2 two and two with Ford as the starting quarterback and have looked better offensively in the last four games uh, than they have all season long, maybe even going back to last season as well. So we'll see how they continue and how they bounce back for this one Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. The rematch game between uh, the Elks and the Calgary Stampeders will, of course, have for you here on 6.30, Chad. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock is game time. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy for uh, uh, operating things as our technical producer back at the, the station at 6.30, Chad. Thanks, as always, to Dave Campbell for stepping on the program as well. Uh, my name's Morley Scott. I'll see you tomorrow morning on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre. Have a great night, everybody.